Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning and welcome to What's Going On. I'm Lorraine ballard Marlin. and I'm so glad you're with us this morning. There's a very cool event coming up the first Saturday in February. It's the African-American Children's Book Fair. What's really cool about this event, the books transcend color. Children, parents, and teachers will get a chance to meet Caldecott and Newbery award-winning authors and illustrators. And let me tell you, that's like the Oscars of children's literature. And there are also free books, especially for educators. We'll be talking with some of the authors featured, along with founder Vanessa Lloyd Scambati. But first, we all want to do what we can to move the needle when it comes to poverty. I believe strongly that getting kids reading at grade level will help move that cause forward. There are a lot of people who also feel passionately about this issue, but I have to give special props to the person you'll hear from next, who originally came from the nonprofit world, but is now in a position in the corporate world to truly make a difference. There's some really great opportunities coming up to raise our awareness about the issues of literacy and also to foster people's love of reading. Joining us in the studio this morning is A.J. Jordan, Aldustus Jordan, who is Senior Vice President of Community Relations for Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo has taken a leadership role in supporting programs like Read by Fourth, which is dedicated to making sure that all kids are reading at grade level by fourth grade, because we know that that makes a huge difference for their future, and we'll talk a bit more about that. And there's also some other stuff that they are involved with related to literacy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Great to be here. Well, let's begin by talking about Wells Fargo's commitment to supporting child literacy. You are a big funder of the Read by Fourth campaign. Tell us why that's so important to you. Sure. Well, as you know, Lorraine, from being involved with the Read by Fourth campaign, we both have the opportunity to serve on the Leadership Council. Literacy and reading is fundamental. So when you talk about all the issues that plague our society, whether it's youth violence or the inability to get a job or or finding affordable housing, it all stems from the ability to be literate and have access to high quality education. So we want to make sure as a company that we're responsive to the needs in the community and not only invest resources through our foundation, but also leverage our expertise, our financial education expertise and our volunteerism to address this critical issue. Absolutely. And one of the things that uh, I found out early on, which really was very stark, is that if you don't read at grade level by fourth grade, the chances of you completing high school are very poor. And then necessarily the chances of going on to higher education and completing college are also very small. So that's how critical it is. Absolutely. And when you think about that and and put that against the fact that two-thirds of our children are not reading on grade level by the time they enter the fourth grade. It's startling. And so this is a, a major issue, and, and alarm bells should be sounding in the community. Fortunately, we have the Read by Fourth campaign, which is tied to the larger national campaign for grade level reading. Here in the city, we now have, I think, over 130 organizations involved, the mayor's office, Dr. Height, and the school district. But one of the things that I personally kind of tried to take on 
uh, as a as a uh, working in the corporate community is to get the chamber and other corporate leaders and those in the business community more involved and more engaged, not just in terms of check writing, but leveraging the power of our volunteers. Uh, I'm really excited uh, because while there's a lot of volunteer opportunities happening across the city, there's one thing that um, I was brought in on as well as Jenny Bagoni, who leads the campaign a few months ago, a new virtual product called Velo, sort of virtual hello, and it's called Velo. And it was a product that was designed by a leader out in Arizona from the United Way, and now he does this full time. And essentially, it's if you have volunteers that will commit at least a half hour to an hour a week, you can work with young people and students virtually uh, in front of a laptop or an iPad and have a huge impact on a young person's life. So one of the goals that we have this year with the chamber and our leadership working with a number of business leaders is to bring this product here to the city of Philadelphia, but more importantly, to create a real call to action to get the business community more involved, more engaged. Um, This product doesn't cost a lot of money. It's about $2,500 per classroom, and it really targets kids that are what you call what we call bubble kids. So kids who are right there, almost reading on grade level, have some good progress in terms of instructional uh, stuff happening in the classroom with a little bit extra support. It can really put them over the edge and make a huge difference in their life currently, but, but their future life as well in terms of the ability to read and, and go on and get good jobs and go to, go to college. So we want to bring this product here to the city of Philadelphia and I think you'll see, Lorraine, and we'll be calling on you to talk about it, a huge, again, call to action with a number of business leaders over the next couple of months to have an unprecedented campaign to identify more volunteers to make sure that we accomplish one of the key tenets of the Read by Fourth campaign, which is every kid who needs a reading tutor gets a reading tutor. Absolutely. And that's one of the big efforts of Read by Fourth is to identify reading captains and reading heroes who are those people who are actually able to support kids in reading at grade level, which is wonderful. This is really fascinating. So I'm very anxious to hear more about it. So we'll put a pin on that and revisit that very soon. Now, uh, another thing that you're very much involved with is the African-American Children's Book Fair Festival, and that is happening very soon. It's happening on the first Saturday of February, and that's a wonderful event that draws some 5,000 people to see African-American authors and illustrators up close and personal and also have a chance to buy those books and also to get books for free, which Wells Fargo is a supporter of. We are. And again, this goes to our commitment to education and specifically to early literacy. It is a fantastic event. It's hard to believe it's been going on for 27 years. And at the Community College of Philadelphia, as you said, is one of the largest gathering of African-American authors and illustrators. And they're there on site. As a sponsor, is really cool. We have a little booth. We have giveaways. But more importantly, we have books that we give out to educators. And then educators can actually go and get those books signed by the actual authors and illustrators on the spot. But lots of activities, lots of excitement. And um, we're so delighted to be a sponsor along with, I know, iHeartMedia. Yes, we're, we're happy to be there. We are going to be broadcasting live uh, two of our iHeart stations, which are Power 99 and WDAS-FM, will be broadcasting on that day. And I think what's really cool is that in the end, it's really about getting kids excited about reading. And one way to do it is to actually have them meet these authors. And these are authors that are superstars in the children's literature 
culture field. These are people who win Caldecott Awards, which are kind of like the Academy Awards of children's literature and and others. And to be able to meet them in person and to actually get their autographs, to talk to them, I think is is really inspiring. Absolutely. And uh, it's just a gem that we have it here in the city. And we need to have more of these opportunities for our young people and our parents and get them inspired and, and teach them skills to not only, again, teach literacy in the home, but uh, in, in school, but also find opportunities in the home to, to educate and have parents read to their kids and just really make literacy interwoven in everything that we do here in, in the city. We all love our children and we want the best for them. And so we together can really make a difference. And all we need to do is to Find the resources and and the support that is offered by Read by Fourth. There's all kinds of great information at the readbyfourth.org website. And also, we want to make sure that you check out the African American Children's Book Fair, which is coming up on February 2nd at Community College of Philadelphia. We are going to have that on our website, and we are certainly going to look forward to seeing you there. And I know I'll see you there. Absolutely. I'll see you there. And uh, again, thank you, Lorraine, for all your leadership and iHeart's leadership in both the African-American Children's Book Fair and Read by Fourth and so many issues that are impacting our community. You all are always at the front line, and we're honored to be partners with you uh, on, again, on a range of issues, but particularly the work we do together around Read by Fourth and making sure that all kids read on grade level. Well, I would say um, back at you, Guy, because you are a true example of corporate civic leadership. And we're so glad that you are, in fact, at Wells Fargo and supportive of events like the African-American Children's Book Fair and also campaigns like Read by Fourth. A.J. Jordan, Senior Vice President of Community Relations at Wells Fargo. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you. I'm Lorraine Ballard Morrill. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm place on a cold I want to day. Be a football I stadium. want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. You're listening to What's Going On. I'm Lorraine Ballard Morrill, and what we do every year is we spend a whole half hour talking about a wonderful event that's coming up. It's the African American uh, Children's Book Fair. It's happening on Saturday, February 2nd at Community College of Philadelphia, and it's from 1 to 4 p.m., and joining us, as she always does, is the founder and creator of this extraordinary program, and that is Vanessa Lloyd Scambati. Hey, Vanessa. Super Bowl of African American children's books. It's the largest and oldest gathering of best-selling authors. You will not find this array from soup to nuts, I like to say, and feast your eyes on some of the best books of our generation. It is really something special because you have authors that come and illustrators that are winning the Oscars of the children's literature world, like Newbery Awards and 
uh, and many other awards that are just truly a recognition of the quality of the authors and illustrators that you have at this event. And we have on the line one of those authors, Sharon Draper. Um, tell us a little bit about Sharon before we get started. She's on the line, but we're going to embarrass her with uh, our compliments about her wonderful work. So tell us about uh, her, Vanessa. Well, Sharon has Sharon Draper has won a ton of awards, and her latest book is Blended. But if you know the name Sharon Draper, she's a middle grade author. She has been on the New York Times list for, I believe the last book was for three years, which is a major feat for any author, young adult, picture books, or adult books. And she writes in such a way that her audience is multicultural. They are, she's African American, the protagonist is African American, but kids of all races, creeds, etc., want to read and hear what she has to say in her books. So I'm really happy. And this is the first time she's participating in the book fair. So if you love great books and you've got a reader in your home who's transitioning from picture books, you need to come out and meet Sharon Draper. Sharon, I just want to uh, bring you on the line and thank you so much for joining us today. We're very excited that you're coming to Philadelphia to join us at the African American Children's Book Fair. But I would like to talk a bit about your approach. It's a very special kind of author, I think, that is able to write to adolescents, uh, to be able to speak in a language that resonates with young people. And I wonder if you can talk about how you're able to find the voice that you use in your books in order to to reach that audience so effectively. Uh, First of all, I remember what it was like when I was 12 and 13. The world that I lived in is a lot different than these kids, but the confusion that young people feel about approaching adolescence and leaving childhood, I don't think that's changed. Also, I spend lots of time at schools talking to young people, and I listen to them. And they're very honest, very straightforward. They ask really hard questions, probably harder than I would have asked at that age. But I have a lot of respect for them, and I like them. Do you have a particular way in which you select the plots or the the subjects of your books? Um, I know sometimes authors pick from contemporary events and others from their own childhoods. What What's the approach that you take, or do you take several approaches? Probably several. I know what I try. I try not to be didactic. I don't want to teach them a lesson. I don't want them to learn anything. I just want to tell a story that is engaging for them. I, I create a character and then I create a situation, or maybe I start with the situation first. I'm not sure. They kind of happen at the same time. I develop, the character develops as I go. I don't know ahead of time what's going to happen. I don't know at the end where the story, you know, when I start, I don't know where the story's going to end. So it's, and it, it's an adventure for me, too. I think that's what's so interesting, I think, about an author's uh, process is that uh, there are some folks, it's a process of exploration and and uh, discovery. Um, some people, are, I know folks who are former engineers and are writers now, and they have a very specific and very structured way of writing. They have the outline of what they're planning to write about, and they kind of follow it and fill in the <laughs> blanks. But it sounds like yours is really an adventure of exploration. It is. It's pretty free-flowing. Free 
uh, I have no idea what I'm going to write until it happens. And then I go, oh, wow, that was good. <laughs> now, I do lots of revisions and lots of changes and lots of upgrades as the story develops. But I start with a character. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Director who has a problem, and then I just kind of let it flow. Vanessa, I'd like to turn to you and, and talk about uh, the kind of work that Sharon it does is work that certainly has tremendous resonance among African-American readers. But I think what you pointed out and I think it's so very important, is that these are books that have relevance and connection to all folks. Just like I, I just happened to watch the new Spider-Man movie that has, uh, it's an animated movie, and its protagonist is a Spider-Man who's half Puerto Rican and half African American. And I have to say, seeing that movie, I was completely thrilled because I loved that the character was one that everyone would love or absolutely look up to and be in, you know, just enjoy and had broad appeal. But for those who are African-American or Latino to see that face and that hero being presented that way has that special resonance. So I think that being able to cross over in that way to to appeal to not only people of color, but also to all people is, is so important Oh, it definitely is important because you need to see images of yourself in literature and not to see all the other images that often are negative. And I think what Sharon has done is she has, I mean, you can find Sharon at schools in Oklahoma, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Utah, because schools want to hear her voice. They want to, the children are reading her books. Reluctant readers are reading her book because of the way that she writes. And there's a phenomenon that's going on in this country in young adult literature and middle grade um, literature of kids from all mainstream life wanting and gobbling up these books. The Hate You Give was a success because Middle America purchased the book. Sharon's books were on the New York Times bestsellers list because Middle America purchased those books. So it's important for Sharon to tell those stories and how she writes those stories is the way people walk away to think that's the way we live. So she has a really big responsibility because when she puts pen to paper, it isn't just like, you know, I'm going to write this story. There's some kid out there that reads her words and says, oh, and, you know, that's their little slice of African-American life. And she does it so elegantly, so dignified that when you walk away from it, you're going like, ah, you know, it's very, very refreshing to read her work. Sharon, you wanted to add something to that. When I was teaching, I taught whoever showed up. I didn't teach the white kids and the black kids and the kids who wore glasses. I teach, I taught whoever was in my classroom. And that's who I write for. I write for whoever shows up. Whoever picks up the book, that story is for them. We're very excited that you're coming to Philadelphia to... I am so looking forward to it. Well, we are uh, really uh, honored that you're choosing to come this year, 2019, for the 2019 African American Children's Book Fair. And Vanessa, any final words uh, 
for this segment? If you want to meet somebody who has written a great book, a New York Times bestseller author, and we have a couple of partners who are going to be giving away um, books to educators and children, Wells Fargo, NBC10, Pico, AARP, come out, meet Sharon, come for obviously all the wonderful things we have, resource information, promotional giveaway, and of course to buy her book. Thank you so much, Sharon Draper. Uh, we look forward to seeing you on February 2nd. Well, Vanessa, well, Vanessa, we are moving on to our next author, and I'm so excited to talk about this book. Marietta Collins is uh, one of the authors of something called Something Happened in Our Town, A Child's Story About Racial Injustice. Boy, talk about a book that is right on time. Uh, this this is a book that everyone should be reading, right? Absolutely. And Full disclaimer, um, Marietta is one of my clients, and she also is a psychologist. And there were three women who got together, um, two white and one African-American, and decided to write this book. And it's written from the perspective of two families, one white and one black, and they're little kids, and how they assess a situation. And I think it's important to have your children read this because we see so much turbulence going on in our world. You want our kids to have a full perspective of life. And this is a great way to introduce to serious, I call them serious themes for young children. But it's beautifully illustrated. And the story and the content and the ending, I really, really liked it. So I was happy to work with all three of the ladies. But Marietta is going to be in Philadelphia for the 27th Annual African-American Children's Book Fair. And we have Marietta Collins on the line. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk about my book. We're very excited to talk to you about your book because I can't imagine a book that is more timely than this. Something happened in our town, a child's story about racial injustice. We are constantly bombarded these days with news stories about incidents of racial injustice, of bigotry, of of uh, insensitivity. But in particular, we've seen uh, evidence of, of racial violence. And I think it's so difficult for many parents to really have a conversation with their kids in, in a way that's very constructive. I think parents want to know, what do you say? And I wonder if you can talk about how you came up with basically the the framework of of creating this book to f- provide a con- an opening for conversation about these issues oh for sure um i wrote the book i'm a psychologist and i wrote the book with two of two other psychologists who uh, were my colleagues um uh, for all oh, 20 plus years when i worked for emory school of medicine here in atlanta I'm now here at Morehouse um, School of Medicine. Um, We decided to write this book based upon the years of experience that we had working with underserved um, children and their families in Atlanta. Um, We really wanted to be able to empower our families and give a voice to some of the struggles that the um, African-American families in particular seem to struggle with in terms of how to explain such horrific events to their children. What's also very important is that at the end of the book, there are all kinds of resources. So not only do you have the content of the book itself, but if you wanted to explore the subject even further and provide and have more resources for having those deeper conversations, there's all kinds of information in the back of the book that can lead you into having a greater depth of dialogue about this. Oh, for sure. Um, The name of that section of our book is called Note to Parents and Caregivers. 
And we thought that it was, again, really important to be able to equip parents, both black and white, to feel confident in terms of engaging in conversations with their young children. We um, used very child-friendly vocabulary, and we used um, child-friendly definitions. We developed scenarios we thought were typical uh, for young children to come home and talk to their parents with. Um, For instance, um, we proposed a scenario where a child said, well, Jada is dirty. Her skin is always so dirty. Um, why doesn't she take a bath? You know, referring to an African-American child whose skin is darker than hers. So, again, we wanted um, parents to be able to have difficult conversations with their children in child-friendly terms. And I think, too, that it, it has value for all parents of all ethnicities and all communities, because especially at the end, you really bring in uh, not only the issue of race, but also ethnicity. And I think that it's lovely, as Vanessa says, it has a, a really important and incredibly positive message, which is really, let's stick up for each other, right? Oh, yes. It's certainly about let's stick up for each other. And it's about inclusion. And it's about how we all, our society is better when we learn from each other and we um, are inclusive and stick up for one another and embrace diversity as opposed to isolating and discriminating against one another because of differences. And we certainly think that the book not only addresses uh, racial differences, but it's also appropriate um, when discussions of sexism occur within uh, families or within school settings and also ageism. So we think that this book can certainly stimulate all, stimulate all kinds of different conversations that are really relevant to all families today. This book is uh, absolutely indispensable. Something Happened in Our Town, a child's story about racial injustice, written by Marianne Solano, Marietta Collins, and Anne Hazard, illustrated by Jennifer Zivorian. And, of course, we've been having and uh, speaking with Marietta Collins. We look forward to seeing you at the African American Children's Book Fair on February 2nd at Community College of Philadelphia. Thanks so much for speaking with us today. Thank you so much for having me, and I'm certainly looking forward to coming to Philadelphia as well. Well, Vanessa, we are now up to our last author for this preview of the African American Children's Book Fair. And this is very exciting. I got this book a couple of weeks ago. It's called Zora and Me, The Cursed Ground by T.R. Simon. And uh, T.R. Simon is a writer of middle school and up readers, correct? That is absolutely yeah. correct. Yes, I am. And she is a writer by day yes, and a literary agent by night. Or maybe it's in reverse. She is a literary agent to a lot of famous people like Michael Eric Dyson, Brittany Cooper, but she writes so eloquently, um, young adult and, well, I'll say middle grade. It's middle grade, but someone who's young adult would still like to read her books. And this is the second book, and it's been getting all kinds of awards. And I wanted to add before we jump into the interview with her that our selection of authors and illustrators are coming from across the nation. This morning, you heard from Sharon Draper, who's from Cincinnati, Kwame Alexander in Washington, D.C. We had um, Marietta Collins, who is in Atlanta, and T.R. Simon, who is in northern part of New York. That's just a tip of all the people who will be participating from as far away as Houston, Dallas, and other places in the Midwest, and even San Francisco. 
So you get a chance to not only meet some of the best and the brightest, but also to get a slice of life, have your children talk to people from other parts of the country. And before we jump into the interview, this is my last jump in. I want to remind people that this could not happen without some of our wonderful partners like NBC10, Telemundo 62, Wells Fargo, Pico, AARP, and Kenyatta Johnson, Cheryl Parker, Janie Blackwell, Derek Green, who all are supporting this. And of course, my favorite is Brian Green at Always Best Care. They will be giving away books to educators and some to children. So come out and support this effort, because not only can you get a free book, you can meet the person who wrote and illustrated the book. Well, that was wonderful to be able to speak to all of those authors, which are just a few of the many authors that you're going to be featuring at the African-American Children's Book Fair and illustrators as well. Well, that is a great addition that you mentioned the illustrators because we have wonderful people like Eric Valanquist, Floyd Cooper, as well as E.B. Lewis, who is local, but he is global. He's been doing his work, uh, displaying his work all over the world. And again, I mentioned that this is a free event. It's at Community College, and I'm very grateful to the people at Community College for allowing us to host this event because we make it happen on the wing and a prayer. And we've got posters, bookmarkers. We've got the Pennsylvania Fine Arts Academy who's going to come in and do some crafts. And of course, it is a book event where you can purchase books. We have a lot of free giveaways, but if you're looking for what's new and hot out there and also it's set up user friendly for your kids to come in and select the book, you can touch the books at our book fair. And our, a lot of our partners are people who come back year after year. And I can't express my appreciation to AJ and Tiffany over at Wells Fargo because they always come out in a big way to support not only the event, but they show up at the, at the event. So once again, NBC Telemundo 62, well, Pico ARP and a couple of council people, Kenyatta Johnson, Janie Blackwood, Sherelle Parker, and Derek Green, who's a new addition to our family, always best care. And I want to emphasize that Comcast, Comcast is coming out in a big way. So all of you people out there who hear Comcast, you saw the new building, some of their employees will be in the house. So you can ask them, what does it feel like to be in that tall building? And Anzio Wims over at NBC 10 Telemundo 62, he came into Philadelphia. He said, we want to continue and support this effort. As always, folks, thank you, Lorraine for giving us this airtime and come out and support the 27th annual African-American Children's Book Fair Community College from 1 to 4 p.m. It is free. No excuses. Just come and enjoy a wonderful afternoon with your children. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us and for doing this wonderful event. Again, uh, Vanessa Lloyd Scambati, the founder of the African-American Children's Book Fair, happening on February 2nd, Saturday the 2nd, and it's going to be at Community College from 1 to 4 p.m. We will be broadcasting live, by the way, and we're certainly looking forward to it. So I'm Lorraine Ballard-Morrow. Thank you so much for listening. You can stream today's podcast by going to this station's website, type in the word community and click on the podcast tab. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Lorraine Ballard and go out and do something to make a difference. Have a wonderful day.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.